0: Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time.
1: hello old time crime gal listeners it's melissa here with shannon we hope you're having a wonderful week yes we are dropping in for another story and though it's been a while i don't know because i don't know if i'll post them in order it's just how it is like, yes. that <laughs> we talk about it and you hear about it yep. much later that's right <laughs> and we apologize but yeah life happens and for sure that's our new mother yes. um Shannon doesn't know the story this week, I don't think. I,
0: I don't seem like I ever know I the story. Well, I don't even before, I, they, before the
1: ones listening can go, she never knows the yeah, story. She never. She never does. Because, um, oh, what did I tell you? Medicine Hat. So, we do have some Canadian listeners. So, this actually is something that happened in a town called Medicine Hat. And I was browsing for stories to find, and I popped up that town, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. That's yeah. kind of a cool name. What's in Medicine Hat? So, Medicine Hat is a city in Canada. And they have like over 300 days, sunny days a year. So it's literally the sunniest place in Canada. That is when blackout curtains come in handy. <laughs> so it has like a low cost of living, good schools, like low crime. So it was like the perfect little place to raise a family. Hmm. So we're going to talk about the Richardson Wait. family. It's oh. a perfect little place to raise a family, but we're going to have a, a crime. Just about what? Crime happens everywhere. Where uh, have you been? I don't know. Oh, I've been watching.
0: And, you're exactly and lately, right. it's
1: been ramped up here for, for all, all of kinds of reasons.
0: All of America, yes. But yes, okay. So Medicine Hat, nice place to raise a family. We're all going to flock there. But is yeah. it cold? I don't know if I can handle sun. I, I like to get a bed and have you know darkness.
1: Well, I mean, for it's you, still dark you know, at night, but maybe the weather's just really great during the day. I don't, like not because okay. the only way you at dusk all the time mm-hmm. is if you're in like near the. Okay. Cold. Okay. Like Alaska. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. So, it's just sunny. Like, Seattle's always rainy. This place is always sunny. Oh, so it's not just it's sunny. like 24 hours. No. Sun. Oh, I misinterpreted.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking of the Alaska sun
1: days. Yeah, and then okay. being dark. No, it's just like sunny. 3 o'clock
0: in the morning and it's still like daylight. But see,
1: I like some cloudy days. I like some rainy days. Today. I like snowy days. It was a good rainy good day to snow. be home. But Today. I wasn't able to be home. Yes. Oh well, it did rain on my commute this morning. I was on the highway, trying to have, trying to eat my breakfast, drink my coffee, and have a Zoom meeting while driving in on in the rain. No, don't recommend any of those things. No, I did the same thing on the
0: (laughs) interstate, and it was not. I had to get off and go the back roads because I couldn't even see.
1: It was pouring. And I wanted to go to bed. I don't know if there's a back roads way to my place. I mean, I'm sure there is, but it probably would make me late. So, yes. in the middle of the Zoom meeting on the highway this morning. In the rain. Medicine Hat, a nice place to live. Yes. And we're going to talk about
0: the Richardson family? Yes, Richardson.
1: So, what happened takes place in 2006. But this particular family, so it's Deborah and Mark Richardson. They moved to Medicine Hat in 2003. I have a question. Yes. Do you know how Medicine Hat got its I name? I don't. Okay. If you're Canadian, you want to let us know. Go, please. Send us. Yes. Okay. I did not look into why. I just thought, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is a different. thing. you click The story at Medicine Hat. So, 2003, they moved there. I do know. I think they said there was like 50,000 people that lived there at the time, so it was still relatively kind of small. Mm-hmm. Um. So they moved there, and at the time, so Deborah and Mark they got married in 1991. And they had two children. So, this is the Richardson family. You had Jasmine and Jacob. So, when they moved there, Jasmine was nine. Jacob was five. So, Mark is a welder. Deborah, she's, like, really popular in the community. She's looking to start her own business after being a stay-at-home mom for several years. So, the kids are older. She's taking business classes. She wants to do, you know, do her own thing. It did not say what type of
0: business. Okay. Hopefully, she'll make money.
1: Yeah. So, some um, businesses don't. (laughs) But Jasmine, so at the time, Jasmine's now 12 in 2006, and she's going to a school uh, by St. Mary's, which I'm assuming is a Catholic school from the name, and she seems to be well-adjusted. She's a happy preteen. You know, she's loving life, and her brother Jacob is eight. Life was to love because there was hardly any cell phones Uh, or internet. Yeah. And then they're in sunny medicine hat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Jacob's eight, and he wanted to be a police officer or a soldier. Those were his options that he um and he loved hockey again canada is a big boy well it is yes. in some raleigh here yeah. chains. but um so they would play hockey in his backyard and neighbors he had friends with the neighbors and they had like really good neighborhood life in like the coldest the sub, sub suburb but so on sunday there's always a but mm. um april 23rd 2006 is a sunday so the neighbor's son comes home from wherever they were going. And he's six, and he asks his mom, hey, can I go play with Jacob? Because the dad's car was in the driveway, so I guess they were home. So mom's like, sure. So the son runs over, and he like going to knock on the door. And then he runs back home, and he's freaking out, and he's, he's upset, and he's only six. And he tells his mom that no one came to the door, but he could see somebody laying on the floor okay, in the basement window. I don't know how their houses are. I guess it could be like the way my uncle's is in Maryland where the bottom floor is like you're living it, but you have an upper area, right. ground level kind of sorta, or some basements <clears throat> might have a window that's up high, but the
0: basement is still under the ground and you can just see like at foot level, but you can see into the floor. Of the I, basement. It could be,
1: but he, he saw mm-hmm. someone laying down, um, covered in red. Oh, I mean, wow. again, he's sick. Yeah. So mom's like, uh, well, let me check. So she goes over And she sees the exact same thing. So, she goes back to the car and calls the police. And so, then authorities arrive. And then once they look and realize what has going on, they call for backup because they don't know what's in the rest of the house. Right. And so, they actually used a battering ram to open the door. Um, So, they had several officers because, you know, again, they had no clue what was going on. So, on the lower level of the house, they found both Mark and Deborah. So, that's mom and dad. They had been stabbed several times. And then the family dog was laying next to Deborah, alive. At first, when I was listening, I'm like, "Please don't tell me they they got the dog too." (laughs) Or the children. Well, the dog the dog was laying down next to mom, uh, whining and whimpering, but was okay. And then that was a gruesome scene in itself. They said blood was everywhere, smears, handprints, leading up to the the second level. Okay. And then once they got to the second level. Um, was, again, another horrific crime scene. Jacob, the eight-year-old, was found in his bed, pool of blood. Um, He had also been stabbed, as well as his throat slit. Um, They found two knives at the scene. One was cleaned, one was not. Um, One was bent, um, indicating that a lot of force was used to carry out the the act. But then police soon realized that they're one family member short. One person was missing from the house, and that was 12-year-old Jasmine. And so, police did not know what in the world is going on. They didn't know if she was kidnapped. They didn't know she was taken. Did she just run away when stuff was happening? So they issued an Amber Alert out to find her <clears throat> because they really needed to find what was going on. She could be in danger. So, thoughts?
0: I'm trying to. I just breaks my heart that, yes. that happened. And
1: this was in 2006. Yeah, yeah. sad but um so no idea and hopefully was. she wasn't a part of it so once they were processing all the evidence and going through things in the house particularly jasmine's online accounts and room so there was it turned apparent that, that she's still yes <laughs> i didn't they, think it was that right well they it was a different form it wasn't exactly like live streams like it, it was is now dial up yeah but um so they needed to find her as fast as possible because they didn't think she was a victim they thought she was more than likely responsible oh man Um, sad. so jasmine had kind of from the last few months from when this happened kind of shifted a little bit she was went from like her happy school kid you know to hanging out with the wrong kind of people she changed her style into what would be considered like goth-like. She was wearing all black. She was dyeing her hair. She was wearing dark makeup. Um, going to punk rock shows. Like, anything she could to rebel against what mom and dad wanted. Gotcha. Which is no good path. No. Um,
0: <laughs> and, I mean, a lot of teens do that. Yes. But, it's you, you gotta watch for different signs of different kind of things happening. So, she
1: actually attended a punk rock show which at 12 years old old, I can't see like my niece is that age and I can't see her at like a concert by herself without parental supervision
0: no I didn't I mean
1: and that was years ago I go we were just talking about it I go to I've been going to concerts that was when I was like 18 and above and old enough to drive myself
0: she must have said she was spending the night with a friend that was and then I I don't and then behavior I don't know hung out with somebody older because at 12 I couldn't have there's no way I could have gotten to a concert unless it was with somebody older. And
1: then I didn't have that access. So, I don't know. I mean, definitely red flag warning signs. Yeah. So, she she happened to be at a punk rock concert. And she ran into, I'm going to say a man because he was a man, Jeremy Steinke. That's how I, I yeah. heard it pronounced. Anyway, he was 23. Yeah, he was a man. So, he's 11 years older than her. Remember, she's 12. So, they started a relationship. Okay. Um, This was previous to the murders. This was a few months back. So, Jeremy was in no way a good influence on Jasmine. And so, she started, like, becoming members of forum websites like VampireFreaks.com and Runaway Devil and talking about piercings and you know the rock music and rebellion against her parents and, and she's only 12, she's 12. so her, her brain has not developed the frontal lobe of your brain is not <laughs> even developed. in your early 20s it's still not right complete. so but she um so her parents did find out about this relationship and they forbid her to see him again which is the right thing to do they took away her computer but then like she still had access at school and like so they still were communicating and then it seems she made a change, like, maybe she wore red one day, or, like, I don't, I don't know, convinced her parents enough that she could have all of her stuff back, and then, like, it started again, um, but some, some odd things about Jeremy, so Jeremy, he was 23, he, um, didn't have a good home life, his mom was an alcoholic, his dad beat him, and then, like, when they divorced, she he had two stepdads that also beat him. Like his mom fell in that rut of the same type of person. Mm-hmm. And it was over and over again. So when he was when he was younger at around thirteen, he and his mind created this alter persona of himself to deal with everything that was going on. Oh, okay. But this alternate persona happened to be a three hundred year old werewolf. Oh, okay. Talking which about- makes it very interesting. I- to... I- jasmine apparently yeah um and he always wore a vial of blood on around in a chain around his neck and then i was like this story's just getting yeah more twisted and more twisted yes i was like not. medicine had that we run into werewolves but um so obviously deb and mark are not happy about where any of this is going um so but so then they do know about the continuing relationship. i think so okay and i think things just there's probably a lot we don't know a lot that happened and she was always open about um on her online forums and posted about how she hated her parents and this that and the other and then she writes things like to jeremy like i have a plan and involves me killing them and living with you and then he comes back with like well i love your plan but we need to get a little more creative with like details and stuff
0: oh wow and so
1: um there's no secret that she wanted to kill her parents and she brought it up openly even with friends but um and jeremy did as well but everyone just thought they were just running their mouths and being like Rebellious teenagers. But But no normal rebellious teenager to me.
0: Yeah, even a rebellious (laughs) teenager usually doesn't do that. Typical
1: rebellious. To that extreme.
0: Yeah. So, Friday, the 21st of April. Of course, now with the internet and having kids' exposure to that
1: They think it's normal to do stuff like that. Yeah. Crazy. Friday, the 21st of April, Jeremy was at a party and he told a bunch of people that Hey, I'm getting ready to kill three people and move to Europe. Like, and no one believed what, like what was happening. Um, so that same day that the bodies were found, Jasmine was actually happily hanging out with Jeremy and some of their other friends. Um, Jeremy had a black eye, but again, they said that was par for the course because he was also well known to law enforcement, like of being a trouble seeking kind of guy um, and just a not all around person you want to be around. And so at 8am the following day after the murders, um, the pair were arrested a hundred miles away with some friends, and the friends thought that they were going on a camping trip. So the friends were like driving them around, and they just thought, "Hey, we're going camping." They had no idea what had happened. Um, later, they do get arrested for like um, aiding and abetting and like yeah. um, accompaniment and some other stuff, but they didn't realize that then what was happening at the time.
0: How are they friends? Yeah, I, I,
1: you, <laughs> I can't comprehend understand. that. Yeah. So, because when I read it, I thought it was going to be something totally different. Didn't realize it was going to be the child that was well, and the person. How, how
0: do you hurt your brother? I mean, there's so, got to be something
1: involved with She always insisted darkness. that she didn't do anything. It was all Jeremy and that she went, because at the time, he was taking care of the parents downstairs. She was upstairs with her brother trying to calm him down and keep him quiet. And then... She had, she said she had a knife, and then Jeremy came up and demanded that she finish him off, and so she did out of fear of him. But then it came out that he left her, and she had to leave the house, walk to a gas station, get money out, find a ride to where he was at. So, if they were really together, why would he just leave her there? Yeah, but then. During her trial and testimony and stuff, it came out that she was she was the one who actually killed her brother. Oh and the reason word. she did it was because she didn't want him to be an orphan. Oh, I, yeah. 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 So 12, 12 years old just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, I
0: mean, even with um, thinking how, how, you don't even know like how that your way, like,
1: goes. Yeah. To, I don't want him to be an
0: orphan. Really? Why wouldn't you think I don't want him to go? If through, you don't
1: want to be an orphan, take him with you. Yeah. I or mean, don't, like,
0: don't kill your parents.
1: I, well, that too. But I'm <laughs> just saying, like, at, at that point, you'd be like, if I don't really want to do this, come with us like we'll kidnap you How old?
0: i wonder how old she was when the trial came because maybe
1: she came up with that later or you know i i don't know but so the trial was fairly i think she was thir- 13 or 14 when she got sentenced so it happened rather quickly okay. um both of them were charged with three counts of murder but because of her age she was only 12 and in the press they couldn't release her name so she was just known as jr but they had to be tried separately for the the age difference so he got um, a life sentence with no chance of parole for 25 years. So after 25 years, he could he could still have a chance of being paroled. The maximum sentence that she got was, um, I'll tell you that in just a second. All right. So we were talking about what happened to Jasmine. We'd had to stop for a second. We have some. Crime stuff going on in our area. So, there's... Kind of crazy. Yeah, an active shooter out now, and they're trying to hunt him down. So, there's a manhunt as we speak. Yes. So, we had lost our spot once we had stopped. But we were at the tail end. So, Jasmine... So, Jeremy got 25... No, life, but could be paroled in 25 years. The maximum sentence she could get because of her age was 10 years. And six of those, no more than six had to be locked up so she spent six years in jail and then um she was under probation okay. for the rest she lived in a group home while she was studying school and um she actually in 2016 is completely released from the, the criminal justice system okay so she's um under a new name they got her new name because of the whole media speculation of course she does not live in medicine hat because that would be a bad place for her yes um it's a bad reputation for the town now um that that's where that happened but she's actually um is doing well at work she is completely rehabilitated so they say um she passed all her programs you know got her new name and she's said to be doing well living on her own okay how did we find out her name anyway um i guess after cuz I it was in always hidden, but yeah. well I, maybe in Canada things are different i know they called her jr in the paper but maybe after she turned 18s it got yeah somehow or unsealed or I, I don't know but why didn't he was an adult
0: <clears> why isn't he gone for three i mean why you're in for life i mean yeah. i don't get it
1: again canada's ruled i guess yeah well, well even some of our stuff some stories we've done were like lately they've been out or yes. they've been out multiple times yes. and they've still done crazy stuff yes and then somebody who you know does a minor charge or something small will end up getting 30 some years yeah. you are like what what has happened? true so it's, it's never consistent it all depends on the, the judge and the whole system and some things are not how much you can pay for a representation yeah
0: good lawyer. <laughs> and the, the... Sad. Sad, 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 sad. life should be important no matter what it should be consistent mm-hmm. crime should match but anyway the time should match the crime so thanks for joining us and... Yeah. so next time we'll be back with
1: another story glad you listened this week or thank you yes thank you. um we do have a facebook group and you can reach us at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com and always just remember if you do the crime it's gonna catch up with you in time and we'll
0: talk about it